Hey guys, it's Janine. And I'm Erin. And you're listening to Morning Mysteries. Boop, 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 boop. I wanted to do a different <laughs> one. <laughs> it sounded like a trumpet, like. <laughs> Well, Erin, we're doing a conspiracy theory. Yeah, today feels like, a and I'm really excited one. about it. Yeah, it does feel like a pop, especially from last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And we're actually recording those back to back. So, uh, like, a so few it's minutes not ago. really. Yeah, for us, it's a few minutes ago last week for you guys. Yeah. So uh, today, as you saw on the title, we are going to cover MK Ultra. Yeah, which is a. Uh, which I told Doug to come over here and like listen, but he's like, "No, I'm watching a show." And I'm like, mm, "Okay." He it's he he loves MK Ultra. Maybe he'll listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's also. Um, so before we start, I just want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Kizer. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong. Um, they wrote a fantastic book called Poisoner in Chief. Sydney Sydney Gottlieb then the CIA search for mind control that's the name of the book um it's a super great book I read maybe like three or four pages of it and I want to download it and read the whole thing because it, I am already sucked in awesome MK Ultra is a mysterious CIA project and it is about illegal human experimentation to explore the possibility of brainwashing. I believe this theory, by the way. Just oh, so you know. A hundred percent. I believe it's a thousand. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it happened. I'm I'm sorry. Oh. Yes. So uh, strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Strap those boots, hold on to your booty cheeks, and let's get going. And tighten up that tinfoil hat because Booty cheeks, booty cheeks, booty, booty, booty. I don't know why I'm singing that. Is that a song? Is that a real song? I feel like the 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 beat was, but I don't think those are the real words. Okay. I liked it though. Okay. So. Also might be a long one. So just strap in, guys. So on April 13th of 1953, the director of the CIA, Alan W. Doulis, officially approved Project MK Ultra. Now we're going to dive in to who he is. So he was a super smart guy, duelist, uh, with an MA from Princeton, and he had multiple diplomatic positions until 1922, where he was named chief of the State Department's Near Eastern Division. While serving the country, duelist went and got a law, gr- law degree in uh, 1926. And then he served as counselor to the U.S. delegation in Beijing, but returned to New York shortly after and joined his brother at a law firm. From 1942 to 1945, Fadula served as chief of the Officer of Strategic Services Office in Bern, which is the capital of Switzerland, and he played a notable role in the events that led Germany to surrender in northern Italy. 
Then in 1951, he served as deputy director of the CIA under General Walter Bedell Smith. And in 1953, he was appointed director by President Eisenhower. So now that we know a little bit about uh, duelists, let's return to MKUltra because who gives a fuck about him? Um, it seems that director Duelist's first thing he did in office as director was sign MKUltra as accepted. Like he was like, yep, we're doing Interesting. this. Mm -hmm. Um MK Ultra, like we said, was a project for the United States government, aka the CIA, to keep up with the presumed Soviet advances in mind control technology. Director Doulis told gathered Princeton alumni that, quote, in the past few years, we have become accustomed to hearing much about the battle for men's minds, the war of ideologies, end quote. Mm -hmm. mm. The New York Times, actually, at this time, were writing stories about men returning from the Korean War and how they may have been, quote, converted, end quote, by communist brainwashers. Apparently, and this is my um, a little dig and uh, my opinion, the CIA was actually getting confused of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and... Yeah. Uh, the symptoms that these men that were coming back from war with. And they thought it was actually the other country we were fighting that they had success in brainwashing. Oh, that was my little, my little, your tidbit. Yeah. My little fuck you, because that's what I believe. Well, I don't think, I don't think they knew what PTSD was back then. Right. I think isn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Our, our poor veterans. Like I just still to this day. Yeah, 100%. No support yep. in any way. No support. Mm -mm. So the official statement of MKUltra is, quote, the use of biological and chemical materials in altering human behavior, end quote. So Project MKUltra was carried out in secret as there were many ethical and legal questions surrounding it. And as it evolved into illegal testing on humans, the CIA were actually nervous about the negative response it would receive from the public if they ever found out. Yeah, no fucking shit. I question, and you probably will get to this. And if you if you do, I apologize now. It, MK Ultra is it like injected into your body? Is it pill form? Is it like something visual? It's a. We will get into that, and okay, kind okay. of like a combination. Okay, keep going. Sorry. So this project was created by the CIA to give the CIA authority to research, air bunnies, how drugs could affect the human mind. The way the CIA decided to explore their research was to use unwitting test subjects such as drug-addicted prisoners, sex workers, terminal cancer patients, mentally impaired boys, and American soldiers returning from from war. Also, too, um, I might have just been a dum dum. I did not know what unwitting meant. It uh, actually means like unknowing. Like the the uh, you're if you're unwitting, you don't know. Like you're un no. Which I was like, oh, cool. I okay. So just know that these test subjects were unknowing. They did not know they were test subjects. That's lovely. That's so nice. That's so nice that they were able to sign off the rights to do that. And yeah. yes, um, it gets worse. 
Just <clears throat> full spoiler alert. Um, the piece of shit who is in charge of this, Sydney Gottlieb, um, he said, quote, basically people who could not fight back, end quote, were the ones that they tested on. He also introduced LSD to the CIA, which uh, Good times. Be- became one of the number one things for MKUltra. Uh-huh. So in the beginning, uh, the mind control experiments used electroshock therapy, hypnosis, polygraphs, radiation, and many other drugs, toxins, and chemicals in the beginning. I'm sorry. Did you just say electric shock therapy? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. By using these, uh, they believed it, w- it would modify behaviors so that they can- oh, It will by. wipe your brain and make you a vegetable. And a lot of them did, unfortunately. That is- so sad. Mm-hmm. Did no one watch one over the one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Did no oh. one? Oh my god! I'm so glad you mentioned that. We will get there. Ho- oh, hold on! Just hold your at hold your butthole Look for that. Look at me. <laughs> hold your butthole because it's fucking amazing how that gets um intertwined into this. Okay. So a few years before the U.S. started Project MK Ultra. The CIA believed that the Soviet Union had engaged in what was called, quote, intensive efforts to produce LSD, end quote, after receiving multiple reports. It even went as far as the Soviet Union tried to buy the world's stock of the chemical. Uh, LSD is uh, the chemical for it is called lysergic acid dithalamide. Hopefully I nailed that. Good I job. Like I did. No, you did. You. you did. You did. Um, as the, CIA, as the CIA noticed some effects of the LSD, they changed their thinking from de- defense in the case of the Soviet Union. Let me start over. As the CIA, as they were testing it, the, they were testing LSD, among other things that we mentioned before. Um, as they noticed the effects of LSD, they changed their thinking from being defensive because they were just like, what what happens? What do we do? How do we respond in case the Soviet mm-hmm. Union does this? They changed their thinking from defensive to offensive because now they wanted to be the ones that controlled the mind controlling. They wanted to be the number one. So mm-hmm. they noted, quote, gaining control of bodies, whether they were willing or not, end quote. The CIA had big dreams once they cracked the code on brain warfare. That's a, a nickname they gave it. They wanted to be able to use others to kill enemy leaders, others to do their dirty work. So the group of scientists leading their research met in a deep, deep cabin, uh, a deep, deep forest in the middle of Maine. I'm sorry. I'm reading this and I cannot say it. In the middle of Maryland mm-hmm. in a cabin. The those ten, the chem, uh, the scientists leading the research, they the ten of them agreed that to get more information, they needed to improve their game. That meant using unethical ways to achieve it, but they needed more research and more information, so they were willing to do it. Gottlieb, he is a piece of shit. He reached out to a hundred and eighty-five unique groups to help them research LSD. They reached out to, like, hospitals, to, you know, 
even universities and had grad students testing this. Mm -hmm. But Gottlieb never told them that it was LSD. Each one, he would tell them something different, that it was a medicine to, uh, you know, treat schizophrenia. It was a medicine to treat bipolar. It was a medicine to increase iron, I read somewhere. Like, it it was just never – ne no one ever knew what was happening. But how would he give it to somebody who didn't have schizophrenia to be like – he would just be like, oh, here you go. It's to help, and we just need you to see if it works. Basically. So it was trial runs. They were using – they were – you know how it, even medicine today, there's like you can volunteer yeah. to be a trial. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. volunteer to try it. That's basically yeah. what they got. And they used other organizations okay, so to they, do it. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So they tested it on actual schizophrenia people and actually – okay. I got oh, And they also saying. tested it on normal people, like normal people who just volunteered to test – To, to take test this medicine. new product. Yeah, to take this new product. Yeah. Like it was like a Viagra pill. Like this yes. will help you – yeah, basically. Yeah. That is disgusting. Viagra or? No, no, no. Just the fact that they did this. Yeah. And uh, the, the and, and it's probably still going on. Oh, like probably. today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe I'm in sorry. our government. No, no. Hey, if I disappear, we all know why. <clears throat> you heard it here. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I will never go disappearing by myself. Trust me. So if I disappear, it was not on my own accord. Okay. Everyone knew that. It is written. I will post this. Did the people who wrote this book, did they disappear? Uh, no. They're still Okay, around. well, that's good. That's good. Nothing at least it was a start, at least. Um, <laughs> Gottlieb even um, would pay newspapers and magazines to write about, and I'm assuming these people made the articles up, but in some of them, uh, some of the examples that I was able to find was these newspapers and magazines wrote about how these American couples went to Mexico and they found these amazing mushrooms that gave them hallucin you know, hallucinations and how amazing it was. One of these articles drew in Tim Leary, who Tim Leary I did not know who he was. Um, he was probably the most outspoken advocate for psychedelic drugs. He became someone who used LSD regularly and even helped a ton of people go through their LSD trips. So he was like an advocate for psychedelics. He was like a little, yeah, yeah. He was a little hippie. He did a great job. Leary had no idea that he had just helped the CIA and their research because he got he he got dragged into one of those articles where the CIA wrote a, you know, wrote fake articles about how these magic mushrooms is actually LSD that they were being mm -hmm. given. And Tim Leary, this dude, got dragged into that. Also, Ken Kisney. I'm sorry, Ken Kizzy, an American author who also fell into one of these traps by Godlib. Ken Kizzy saw um, Stanford University was running a trial program for people to volunteer to take this new substance, a.k.a. LSD. MKUltra. Oh, LSD. Sorry. Yeah. Um, this one specifically from Stanford University was to, it was a new, it was a new product, um, a new substance to test uh, to see if it affected um, schizophrenia. So this one was the schizophrenia one. And Stanford University had no idea that this was LSD. They thought they were actually doing, you know, uh, was actually helping, you know, this trial mm -hmm. run. So Ken Kizzy 
signed up for this volunteer thing and he actually became obsessed with LSD and he even got a job at the hospital at Stanford University where we're doing these uh, like trial runs out of and he he began stealing LSD for his friends to use and he like just became addicted to LSD. Jesus. His experience actually was the basis for his book One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. So he he was part of the MKL of MKL MK Ultra by accident and what? yeah. And then wrote his book. I was like I this name sounds super familiar. Yeah, and then wrote this book that you just mentioned. Yeah. It's a, it's a great book and it's a great movie. Haven't it read needs, or seen it. You need to do both. I've never even heard of it until this case, if I'm honest. You need to do both. It's a, a fantastic book and a fantastic movie. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. So then Robert Hunter, who is the lyricist, lyricists for the Grateful Dead, the 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 band, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also fell into one of these traps where he, quote, became a great purveyor for LSD culture, end quote. It was reported that Black Peter, one of the songs he wrote, was written while on an LSD trip. And I guess Black Peter um, was like one of their best songs or mm-hmm. was one of the best songs he ever which, wrote. Which, which song again? What did you say? Black Peter. Black Peter. I have to listen it, listen to it again. Yeah. I, I did not listen to it, if I'm honest. Grateful Dead was never one I... Oh, it's a great great band don't my dad is a, a deadhead for sure so my I, my that's not a group i my dad ever listened to i don't think it's a good band uncle john's band is a great song and uh touch of gray is and one of my favorites hmm. my dad was and more if, like sun sound garden rush things like that yeah oyster cold both both all those that you just mentioned great bands yep if you want to see a movie that kind of has Grateful Dead music, it's a fantastic movie, and it's called Music Never Stops, mm. and it's amazing, and it actually has a it, – it's a son and a father coming back in contact after he was in the Vietnam War and having PTSD and having <gasps> some memory loss. Was he part of MK Ultra? I don't know because I don't remember it being – I think he got – no, I think he got hurt. Oh, and okay. he got lost his lost some of his memory, and it was oh. like a father and son bonding, like how he can help his son get back into remembering things. And it was it's a beautiful movie, and it has to do with the dead. And it's just another movie you need to add to your list. I need to send you all these things. I'm <laughs> yes, go keep going. And then um, Allen Ginsberg, an American poet and a leading figure for the Beat Generation, also fell into one of Godlib's traps. Um, so Godlib was terrible and he only gets worse because Godlib literally hired specific people to join his little poison circle. Godlib hired the most nasty of humans. He hired those who uh tested on tortured the uh tested on who tested and tortured on those in concentration camps in Germany and in Japan. So he hired those people. Uh aka Nazi doctors. They came to Maryland, somehow were able to come to, to America. Come to free. the America. That's yeah. lovely. 
Okay. Explained to Gottlieb's team their findings. And literally Gottlieb said, okay, tell us how to continue your research. Nazi doctors. I have no words right now. Nazi doctors. Yeah, let's just trust them. Let's just... You know, there's some people who don't believe the Holocaust happened. Hear this? Open your ear holes. Fuck you if you don't. A hundred percent. Also, fuck fuck you if you believe the world is flat. Like, weird people. Yeah, that one... That one's a little weird. Have you... We'll talk about that later. I don't want to take away from this. <laughs> no, um, this is amazing. Keep going. The CIA learned that um, the while they are here, you know, bumming bums in Maryland, bum that bums. these Nazi doctors were exploring and testing was something called masculine, masculine, which is another type of psychedelic, and it said it's equal in power to LSD. This led to the CIA also wanting to understand mescaline and if it could be used for mind control. Nazi doctors also introduced the CIA to poison gases like sarin. Sarin is an extremely dangerous nerve agent. Yeah. And after a quick Google search, was used in the Gulf War. That's the most recent, like, all the dots are connecting. The Nazi doctors explained everything they knew about sarin, and they told the CIA about how long sarin took to kill different types of people, i.e. infants, young children, adults, and the elderly. How do you think they figured that out? Oh, because they used it back then, back in their country, probably, right? Yeah, through human experimentation. Yeah, so they, lovely. They use nerve agents on young children and infants. They're disgusting. And the CIA said, cool, let's work together. Let's work together. Shake. Nice doing business with you. Fuck you. Fuck everyone in this case. Fuck Sydney Gottlieb. I'll say that right now. Fuck you. Okay. So LSD, after all of that, sorry, I got really. You got hyped. I did. I got very angry. LSD experiments grew increasingly elaborate as the CIA obsessed with finding out the effects of LSD and the possibility of being able to use it for mind control. They have a next project that they uh, used to gather research called Operation Midnight Climax. Which, uh, if you had to guess what that means, you are probably correct. I I don't want to guess, but I feel like... If you think sex, you are correct. Is it sex? Uh... motherfucker by the name George White. Uh, he was part of the CIA. It was super buddies with Gottlieb. Uh, he actually made safe houses in New York for Gottlieb to use for human testing. So this is George White's 
uh, specialty. So write, build a beautiful house, a beautiful room in the house on 225 Chestnut Street in San Francisco, California. This room had lush red carpets, lush red curtains, black silk mats. The room was literally a sex room. I was going to say, this sounds like a something out of a sex novel or like one of those, but what do you call it? The smut? Is that what they call it? Smut? Yeah, smut. Mm-hmm. Um, this room was also bugged. So uh, White took it upon himself to sit on a porta potty. He literally had a porn potty um, behind the two-way mirror. I'm like, I just got the chills. That is disgusting. It's oh, my nasty. God. Okay, he, keep going. Um, would watch. People have sex? People have sex because the sex workers would be in on it, would be in on the gig to no fault of their own because they were being paid. They had to make yeah. money. Girl, yeah. get the money. I don't care. Yeah. Um, sex workers would lure random men into the room and they would unknowingly somehow um it didn't really specify it was like injection or if it was from like eating it like, or drinking it but they would take unknowingly take a dosage of lsd and then white being the creepy motherfucker he is would observe from behind the two-way mirror sitting on his porta potty because of the tiny little was he jacking off too uh, you know i would not be surprised um and see the effects of lsd They thought they used this experiment, uh, Operation Midnight Climax. Uh, They thought this experiment would be the combination of LSD and sex would unlock the brain to allow mind control to happen. That's so weird. It's. That is just. Could you imagine being watched? No. I mean, I know that's a thing. Unknowingly. Unknowingly. Creepy as fuck. I know that's a. Thing that people do but a uh, no i could nope no thank you yep pass hard pass sharing is not caring in that situation and even like being watched changing like that's creepy like that's a huge I, I don't problem like it. in I don't like it. in asian countries like they have like tiny tiny cameras where they watch people get changed or use the bathroom what? yep that's a huge problem in asian countries when you take a picture you can't turn off the sound the camera makes because they have so they had so much they had so many problems with people taking sneaky photos of up girl skirts. So now every single phone that has like the Asian location has the camera sound, the shutter sound will always go off because they want to avoid that. That is some creepy ass shit. Yeah, where the the countries had to this, change the I've never the phones. heard this before. Oh yeah, it's a it's a huge problem. Oh. So, the America uh, it, uh, the the testing didn't stop in America. The CIA also went abroad in testing on human beings. They worried that if the American American public would find out about uh, being tested on unknowingly, they would become angry and uh, fucking rightly so. The CIA created secret centers and cells in Germany, Japan, and the Philippines to test on humans. 
They would say they captured enemy agents and would throw them into these secret cells and experiment on them trying to, you know, get information out of these. The CIA used the angle of these are bad guys. We can do whatever we want on them because they're bad guys and they tried to hurt us, blah, 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 blah. Which still doesn't give me an excuse. I'm sorry, even if they're mm -hmm. evil. Mm -hmm. um, these, enemy, these enemy agents had LSD and other drugs tested on them. But they also had other things done to them while on these drugs. Okay. Quote, quote, electric shock, extremes of temperature, sensory isolation, all the meantime bombarding them with questions to see if they could break down resistance and find a way to destroy the human ego, end quote. So these mm -hmm. people would be on LSD or other drugs, and then they would be also getting tortured. Like, tortured electric shock um the extreme temperatures where where they would be like super super hot or like freezing to death yeah sensory isolation like it was a huge that's huge that's torture thing. yes it's literally what you see in movies yeah like, yeah this sounds fake but it's fucking real life yes and the cia now has gone over the line of trying to figure out mind control to now just fucking destroying the mind they went 180 from Let's control these people, too. Let's just fucking destroy them. There are reports that in Europe, Gottlieb and his team would sedate a person that they were testing on to an almost comatose state and then pump them full of stimulants. So they would go from a comatose, comatose state to be, to like, energetic, alive. Oh, yes. my God. And then the Gottlieb. Wouldn't that team, do something to your heart? Like, couldn't you go into cardiac arrest or something? Probably some of them did. Um, and if that wasn't fast enough, if your heart wasn't going fast enough, they would electroshock them. Of course. Let's just dabble in that while we're there. They hope that these two extremes of comatose and then to hyperactivity and then the electric shock on top of that would literally blow their minds up and this would allow for them to take over the mind completely no that would just cause them to be vegetables and die uh yes a lot of them i could not get a number and i couldn't get like definite like yes this happened but did, i'm going to assume a lot of them became insane or became just total like their brains were not there anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, once they died, did anybody go and look at their brains to see what happened after? You know how, like, football players, they have. Um, yeah. You, you can review the brains. Yeah. And yeah. 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 What, yeah what maybe. Neuro. I don't know. Anyway, maybe now, but I doubt back then. Oh, I don't my gosh. When that became a thing but this is the 50s and 60s so but also like that's part of you being a scientist like if you're doing all this and being sciencey and you're trying to do something wouldn't you i would think they would autopsy the brain to find out what what happened yeah you would think i never read any reports where they did anything autopsy wise to learn mm -hmm. about the effects i only mm -hmm. read about they mm -hmm. wanted research about them being alive what else who, excuse me, what LSD and other things did to the person while they were alive. Thankfully, in a way, 
MK Ultra ended. And it only ended, and it was pretty low key, but it only ended in 1963, so 10 years after uh Duelist signed the whatever, the the yes for the uh project to start. Yeah. Um John Vance was a member of the CIA Inspector General staff when he learned about MK Ultra and how it was being attained. Quote, super repetitive surreptitious? Is that a word? Surreptitious? Surreptitious. Yeah, right? sure. We'll go with that one. Okay. Quote, surreptitious administration to unwitting non-voluntary human subjects, end quote. The ones part of MK Ultra pushed for them to be able to continue to research the effects of LSD and how they would how once they could figure it out could benefit the US in years to come. But the inspector general insisted that they follow ethical guidelines when conducting research and the inspector general brought all the projects that did not meet these guidelines to an end. So basically this guy found out, he reported it, and uh, the people who were for MK Ultra were like, no, 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 you don't understand. We're doing great work here. This will be once we crack the code on getting mind control done, uh, it'll it'll benefit the U.S. for years to come, year, years and years and years. They're like, you got to let us continue, even if we're doing it against people's wills. And the guy was like, no, you got to meet these guidelines that I wrote. And if you're not going to meet these then this project has to come to an end. And it did. That's how MKUltra stopped. So it ended in 1963. 14 years later, in 1977, Congress was having congressional hearings as they investigated MKUltra and the CIA. And during these investigations, they learned many disturbing things. So here are a few of them of what I could find because I could not find many. Um, I think a lot of things are like, well, we'll learn um, why a lot of things aren't reported. And I think a lot of the ones that are reported, I think they're like kind of hidden. They're, you know, they're all blacked out, whatever that's called. Yeah. Uh, think of. Like the transcripts. Redacted. Have been redacted. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Whiteley Blurger. Yeah, that's, I'm going to say that's how you say it, was an inmate who was tested on for, for MK Ultra. He describes his experience as, quote, eight convicts in a panic and paranoid state, total loss of appetite, hallucinating. The room would change shape, hours of paranoia and feeling violent. We experience horrible periods of living nightmares and even blood coming out of the walls. Jesus. Guys, yeah. Guy is turning into skeletons in front of me. I saw a camera change into the head of a dog. I felt like I was going insane. End quote. Inmates in the beginning were one of the favorites of the MK Ultra team. They told inmates if they participated in the research, because they told them it was research for other medication, like the, you know, iron mm -hmm. deficiency yeah. medicine and the schizophrenic the, mes medicine, yeah. bipolar. Yeah. But it was actually LSD. But they said if they participated in the research and let the team watch them, they could remove a few years off of their prison sentence. Yes. Congress also learned about Frank Olson, who was part of the MK Ultra team. Dr. Olson unknowingly drank LSD that was in his drink and a few days later jumped out of his hotel window. 
Unfortunately, he was still alive when he hit the pavement, and the hotel security guard said he tried to speak but a few day uh, but died a few minutes later before any help arrived. So this team dosed oh my God. one of their own. That just made me have so much anxiety right there. Yeah, which is fucking insane. I, I held my breath. I don't know if you heard me. I was like, <gasps> yeah, I could tell you were holding it. <laughs> As Congress conducted the hearings and the investigations, they ran into some problems with uh, those involved in MK Ultra. They um, told Congress that they could not remember details about the human experimentation or who else was involved. Uh, they also talked to that Sydney Gottlieb piece of shit. And he also just played dumb and was like, I don't know what you're mm -hmm. talking about. I don't remember anything. I don't know who was involved. So Congress was like, forget you guys. Um, and wanted to review all the paper documents about the project because you, you know, you're writing down what you're experiencing, you know, what you're seeing, what you're looking at when people are taking LSD. Mm -hmm. But somehow, during the investigations and the hearings, before Congress decided they wanted the paper documents, one of the MK Ultra directors told workers that they needed to destroy all the documents. This director phrased to the, the staff members who did this that they didn't want information to leak out and they were worried that the participants would be embarrassed if people knew they were part of this project. So the staff members listened to the director, and uh, they destroyed most of the documents, and Congress never saw anything, and unfortunately, we will never know the full length of Project MK Ultra. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I wish I was like a secretary and like hiding some papers, be like, they they actually there were some people that were hiding papers, but it wasn't enough to to like, like do do much or make photocopies and then pretend like I threw them all away. Yeah, right. Uh, wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, my bad. Here you go, Chris. <laughs> Can you imagine though, like how many people they had to find that were morally incorrect? For them to produce this team? No. No. Because it's like how you would have to, you'd have to keep big secrets. Like that is like to the grave. And if you didn't, you probably got taken care of. Well, it's probably one of the reasons why that Dr. Frank Olson was, other than them wanting to see what LSD does to a person, they also probably wanted to be like, Maybe he's not a hundred percent with us anymore. Maybe he's having regrets, and mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta off him. So they did. Yeah. yeah, isn't there a thing a theory that Charles Manson was part of MK Ultra as well too? Yeah, actually, mm -hmm. um, that's funny you bring that up. Um, another person at work, I told them we were. He's a super like alien conspiracy person we need to interview him i want to hear uh, all his thoughts <laughs> okay and um he uh he actually recommended and was like didn't you know charles manson was part of the mk ultra in mm -hmm. my research i could never find him being part of it at all we could, we could do some research about when we when we cover charles manson if we do but yeah he, joe rogan had somebody on the podcast who like 
talked about it and and I I have to I can go and like research what episode that was and we we can listen to it because it was it was really interesting it's it's so weird oh excuse me it's late for me um that's so weird that in my research for MK Ultra, like Charles Manson, Manson never came up. I'm wondering if it's in the book too, the one that you're going to read as well. I wonder if it's any mention in there. I'm curious. Yeah, maybe later. Yeah, for sure. If, um, when I finish that book and I, I find it, I'll I'll yeah. update everyone. Um, I also want to update everyone and I will cut this and probably put this in the, in the beginning. But um, two weeks ago when we did Skeleton Lake. I did my mathy math wrong. Mm -hmm. I just got a I just got a text about it. Um so I did mathy math wrong. It's actually um Skeleton Lake is sixteen thousand four hundred feet, you know, above sea level. Mm -hmm. And I said that would be like five Empire State buildings stacked on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Uh that's incorrect. It's uh more like thirteen. Oh I I thought you said 15, but maybe, okay. No, I definitely said I... five. Oh, you did? Yeah, definitely said five. <laughs> Which, uh, I can, that, that's why I'm in marketing. I don't do math. <laughs> I just got a text from Dylan who was just like, um, you definitely typed it in wrong. <laughs> he was very sweet about it. He was like, he said, LOL, you did your mathy math wrong on Skeleton Lake. You said Empire State is 1,250 square, uh, feet tall yet the lake is only five and he goes it's more like 13 of them he goes you definitely typed in six thousand. so thank you dylan um so sweet great. thanks dylan so then did we get our mathy math wrong for douglas how I, how tall douglas's are i don't think so well, i'll do it right now so sixteen thousand four hundred. no it's still 2733 of doug <laughs> so we're good there uh, that's I really did that funny. math right how why didn't that register with me when i did that that's so annoying you probably and it was probably late too we were doing it kind of late yeah but thank you dylan see this is why we have people who listen call us out call me out on things i did wrong that's totally fine i'm here for it so <laughs> if you want to call us out and uh mk ultra and tell me that i'm stupid and Charles Manson was actually part of MK Ultra. Let me know. Let us well, know. One, on. Don't tell her she's stupid because she is very smart. So that's not very nice. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. Oh, yeah. I have, I have nothing wrong with me. <laughs> but you're not stupid. <laughs> I'm just a perfectionist. So if I am if I get it wrong for the podcast, I'm just We are our own worst myself. enemies. <laughs> Oh, I am I am enemy number one over here on myself. Yeah. I know that. Uh, well, thanks guys for listening. This was a really interesting episode. I can't wait for Doug to listen to it because I know he's a huge fan of MK Ultra, so I want him to listen to it. And I um, I actually expected this to be a little bit longer, but like I feel like you and I were so like into it that we just oh, kind of yeah. like listened and talked. So we were I was so like excited. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I like that. I enjoy that. I think that's great. And I tried to, like, not ask so many questions because I was like, she's going to get to it. I'll just bait your tongue. And you did. You did. So it was, like, perfect. <laughs> Were there any other questions that I might have? I mean, other no, than the no, Okay, cool. Sweet. No, that, no, it was, like, it was good. Mm -hmm. You did a good job. So I definitely want to just um, 
Oh, thank you. Definitely want to shout out one more time. Uh, Stephen Kizer, um, who he's the one who wrote Poisoner in Chief, Sydney Gottlieb, and the CIA Search for Mind Control. I am definitely going to get that book. Uh, sounds freaking amazing. Like I said, I read like three or four pages. I'm already hooked. Um, I tried to download it today during work on like audiobooks, but I, I didn't have time and I was never <laughs> at my desk. So it worked out perfectly because I would have not listened to anything. So I'm, uh, once we're done recording tonight, I'm getting on that. At I ASAP. I'm trying to finish some of my books too. I've been not listening to podcasts lately just because I'm kind of like tapped out, but, and I've been listening to a lot of books and I'm and I'm renting one from Libby, the app. Oh, I Libby. love Libby. And I you love have, Libby. You, I do too. And you have like 14 days to listen. And this thing is like 16 hours long. And I'm just like, I'm halfway done. And I'm like, I hope I can make it in time because I don't. This is my second time like renting it. Because oh, I, because I you could... didn't finish it the first time? Mm -mm. Oh. No. Yeah. I didn't know so... Libby limited you that. Mm -hmm. It's wow. like 14 days to rent it or something like that and then you wow. have to return it yeah i never had that problem because um <laughs> i can consume a book under three hours so yeah um yeah i wish i had i wish i could do that <laughs> <laughs> i have a problem i usually have to listen to it on my way to work during work sometimes if i don't have meetings or in the bath when i'm alone oh yeah that makes sense hardly ever because children yeah no that's funny that you bring up podcasts uh listening to podcasts because dylan and i were actually on the phone earlier and he was like no one listens to true crime podcasts like every single day and i was like yeah girl does i do, <laughs> I do. but I he meant it as in like uh, he meant it as in like people need like a break from true crime podcasts like they can't just continuously and continuously listen to it and like drown themselves in murder and things and i was like I don't know the last time I listened to music. Same, because that's all I have. I'm trying to find like, so I could read off what I have because I'm curious. I want you to read off your lists too. I think we should do this. This is going to be fun. For what podcasts? For Yeah, what podcasts we have. Just to so, give them a little shout out, a shouty shout. Yeah. So these are all mine. Are you okay. ready? Mm -hmm. It's going to be weird. Morbid. True Sunlight. Real Crime Profile, our podcast, Morning Mysteries, The Deck, uh, The Suspect, Sword and Scale, Bad Dates, which is, it's, uh, Tess turned me on on that one. That one's really fun. Um, that's more like comedy and like storytelling. Uh, mm -hmm. Seven Deadly Sinners, The Opportunist, The Opportunist, uh, Best Case, Worst Case, which is an FBI there's an FBI agent and a lawyer who do this podcast and it's really good. Mm. The teacher's pet, which I truly recommend if you need like a good listen, teacher's pet is awesome. Okay. Uh, sword and scale nightmares. Ooh. Your own backyard, which is a case that when I grew up as a kid knowing about because it, it happened when I was alive and it was in California. So oh, it was like down, like my, basically in my own backyard, it was close to uh -huh. home uh-huh um cold which is great accused which is another great podcast darkness the deck investigates sent away and then we have some fun ones called uh give it to me straight which is a couple that i follow on instagram who i just adore uh -huh. they're hilarious uh comedy which is two bears one cave 
And then we have Talking Shit, my friend who does his podcast, Bert Kreischer, Bertcast. And then uh, his wife, I, uh, Leanne Kreischer, wife of the party, and Miss Pat, because she's also amazing and she's also a comedian who I adore. So, yeah, those are mine. <laughs> I do not have anywhere near that many. <laughs> I have Morbid, I have Red Web, I have us morning mysteries i have crime junkie and i have a spooky sips podcast Ooh, mm-hmm. what's that about spooky sips is where they just talk about uh horror movies and they drink i fucking love this can we go on their podcast because i want to well, talk about horror movies and, sip and drink well, they they actually follow us on Instagram, and we follow the spooky back. sips. If you guys ever want to do girls? a collab, I promise I'll watch the okay. movie. <laughs> she promises. <laughs> Three days ago, they posted they had um, episode thirty five is screaming sangria, and it looks like they. I haven't listened to this one yet, but it looks like they talked about scream. And I, I love fucking so love Scream, the movie. So I'm going to listen to an episode because now I want to be a part of this. Hook us up. Oh, they also did. I think this is the one I listened to because uh, Dylan made me watch this movie. The Cabin in the Woods. They did that one. Did you like it? It was a solid meh. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm gonna de- I'm gonna follow them because that's awesome. Yeah, so if you guys ever want to do a collab, let us know. We would love to collab with you guys. We can cover a uh oh how cool would it be if we like covered um we talked about a movie, like we talked about a horror movie, and then mm-hmm. I brought we brought a case of you know maybe there was a star in that movie that died or something and we could talk about that case with them that would be really fun them that would be really fun i like that yeah hit us up spooky sips yeah spooky sips love to collab morbid love to collab uh red web i love you i would love to collab i uh (laughs) love trevor and alfredo so much you're like chef's kisses all around yeah i was i actually um i didn't meet them like legitimately but i was like standing six feet away from them when i went to austin for their convention so that's amazing i love them so i highly recommend all of my podcasts i know janine highly recommends all of her podcasts but on the top of that list we would recommend you follow us on spotify and apple or wherever you listen and uh instagram and facebook at morning mysteries pod and send us an email guys it's at morning mysteries podcast at gmail.com hell yeah and if and, you feel uh, so inclined to just kind of shove some money our way you can become a patreon patreon and we'll read your name and you get some fun stuff yeah check it so. out you'll see uh the two tiers and their special perks perks we love perks. some perks and merch Perks and merch. Well, we we got to get money thrown at us before we can do merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, everyone. Okay, we will guys. see you next week for the last episode this season. No. I know. I'm sad. Tune in the next week. And keep, keep your, your mornings. mornings.
Mysterious. Mysterious. Bye. Bye.